saddle up. He's going to spot up for three, lets it fly. Yes! It's time for the Brian Gregory Show on USF Bulls Unlimited. The Bulls are looking good. Men's basketball play-by-play man Jim Lighthall sits down with the head coach of the Bulls for all the inside info you need. I mean, does it get any better than that? Now with BG, here's Jim. Welcome back to another edition of the Brian Gregory Show. Jim Lighthall and the head coach himself sit down for a little bit of Bulls talk. Coach, I appreciate you doing this. The month of March, which means that the season is getting close to the end. You've got the conference tournament right around the corner, but you still have two very important regular season games to go, and you're riding a nice two-game win streak, playing very well. Yeah, you know, we talked to our guys about a week ago, you know, the end of February and, uh, and March is proving time. And it's not about proving it to anybody else except ourselves and, and us as individuals um, that if we play South Florida basketball uh, based on our DNA of being a tough defensive team, a rebounding team, a team that shares the ball, a team that plays fast and, and can score points now, you know what I mean? I mean, we can score. That we can not only compete, but we can beat anybody. And... The guys have took that full throttle and have done a really good job of embracing that. Uh, obviously, starting off on Wednesday night in, in Orlando against Central Florida. Um, but this is the time where, you know, you can you can do some tremendous, tremendous things with your season. We'll look back on the UCF game. We'll look back on the SMU game. Both were wins. But with the two victories, momentum is so key this time of year and believing that you can win and that you can beat anyone. And to have that right now is key. Yeah, it is. And, and you, you do that by playing well. You know, it just it doesn't magically happen. But, you know, you go back to our basic principles. You do that by practicing well. You do that by getting your extra shots in every day, by coming in watching 10 minutes of film, not only on yourself, but on the two or three guys that you're going to be guarding. You do that by putting in the work and, and developing the right habits on a daily basis, which gives you a better chance when the lights are on Wednesday night in Orlando and Saturday night in the Yingling Center that you're going to play better. It's just the way it, it, it's the way it is. And, and um, you've seen guys that have steadily improved during the year because they're starting to grasp that and starting to do that. It's one of the challenges when you're bringing new guys in and different things like that. But um, I've been pleased uh, with the, the mindset of our guys and the fact that they bought into the fact that, you know, win, lose, tie, or draw, we can keep getting better. Um, it's a lot easier after wins. You know what I mean? It's just a fact. But when you play well, uh, we got a chance to win those games, and I think our guys understand that. Saturday was an outstanding environment in the game against SMU. It was Chucky Atkins Day. It was Salute to Service Day. Let's start with Chucky. Had an opportunity to interview him at half. He was so gracious for the opportunity to be in front of the fans and also just to be recognized. Uh, he said for all the guys that this has happened for this season, it was special. Yeah, and I, I got to see him after you and I did the post-game interview, and, and you could tell he was touched, and it meant a lot to him. You know, we've, with, with, with Charlie and Redanko and now with, with Chucky, we just have to keep doing that stuff. Those guys gave so much to the program. Chucky's been unbelievable to our current players. Uh, and you saw a bunch of guys go up to him uh, after the game as well. Um, you know, and, and obviously Chucky's favorite guy was, was Tyler after that game. He saw another little guard go out there and <laughs> score. But the one thing, if, if you haven't seen the – Highlights of him that that's on Twitter and man he was good. I mean goodness gracious and I got to see him play more as a pro, um, but 
when he talks to our guys, when he talks about South Florida, when he talks about his experience here, um, you could tell he loves his place. And when you have someone that loves the place as much as he does, you got to show the love back, and I'm glad we were able to do that. And the players, I would think, respond to that because as an 11-year NBA veteran, it's what they aspire to be. Yeah, and, and coming out of high school, no one thought that that was going to be the case. You know, um, he was put on a platform here at South Florida that gave him that opportunity. Um, but let's go back to what I said a couple minutes ago. He had an unbelievable work ethic now, and he brought it every single day. There was you, you never sat in the locker room before the game and wonder, okay, is Chucky going to be ready to play tonight? You know what I mean? That was, that was never a question. And for 11 years in the NBA, there was never a question. That's who he is. That's what he does. And that message is is really important, but the way he lived it was even more important. Salute to service is something that's very special to you. It always has been, and uh, it covers all facets, including first responders. Yeah, I mean, obviously we have a great – uh, military community and presence here in the Tampa Bay area, um, but also with, with the first responders and the police and, I mean, and the fire department. Um, we take them for granted on a daily basis. We really do, starting with the military, obviously, and then and all the way down in our daily lives here in the city of Tampa. So for us to be able to honor them and recognize them um, and make sure they know how appreciated they are, uh, was very, very important. Uh, a little something different on Saturday. I got a lot of comments from the fans about the shirts that said Spartan Strong, had the uh, Michigan State logo and the USF logo on it. Thought it was very well done. It was subtle, but it was a pronounced statement as well. Fill the listeners in on that. Well, you know, um, for everybody out there listening, obviously there, there's a huge connection between the University of South Florida and Michigan State. Obviously, I spent 10 years uh, at Michigan State. Everything Every blessing I've ever received in this coaching profession all stems back to my time at Michigan State, first with Judd Heathcote and then with Tom Izzo. Um, but the, the, the South Florida team that made the longest run in the NCAA tournament was also led by a former Michigan State Spartan in Stan Heath and the great teams that he had. Um, and watching other teams do stuff, I said, we have to do something. We have to make sure – that the Spartan community that's so near and dear to me, but should be near and dear to everybody in the country after going through that the tragedy, that they have our thoughts and our support and we're thinking of them and we're, if anything we can do to help them through this difficult time. Um, but on a personal level, not only for me, but for everybody on my staff, um, for everybody out there listening, when you have a child and you send them to college, you're sending them to grow and to be safe and to learn and to become the men and women we want them to be. And it's got to be in a safe environment. And what are we doing? You know what I mean? What are we doing? And, and I have a daughter that's a junior in college. First thing I thought of, and we were on the phone that whole night when it broke, uh, texting with Lupe Izzo and, and uh, Tom and Lupe's niece, who's, who, whose daughter goes there, who was best friends with Bella, my daughter growing up. And talking to Tom, you know, with Steve and his son there. I mean, it, it's just heartbreaking. And I'm a coach of 15 players, and I tell those parents, we're going to look after them, we're going to protect them. And in that situation, Jim, you, you can't do anything. Just can't do anything. And we just wanted to, everybody to know that we can't become numb to the situation. 
and even down here in Florida, we're going to make a statement about it. Yeah, I thought it was a great statement. I was proud to wear the shirt, and uh, a lot of people asked me about it, and I was happy to tell them the reason for the shirt. After the game on Saturday, I caught a glimpse of Keyshawn Bryant giving his shoes to a fan after the game, kind of like what you see in the NBA now. Um, Keyshawn gave away his shoes to a kid who looked like he was about 13 or maybe 14 years old, but he was one of about 10 that were standing there all with pens. They all wanted autographs. They're trying to get Tyler Harris over there. They're trying to get anybody to come over there. That's what you really want after games. You want young kids, you want teenagers to look up to your players and idolize them. We're, we're doing a much better job of getting local teams and, and just people here for games and them becoming Bulls fans. And obviously, we got a great group of guys, high-character guys that are very, very personable, and, and Keyshawn being one of those. Um, and he got plenty of shoes, I can tell you that. There's no there's no worries there. Uh, but for him to be able to do that, that's unsolicited. That's just him being him. Um, you know, was was I saw the video. I kind of saw him running across the court when we were doing our interview yeah. without shoes on. I'm like, what is that knucklehead doing? But then when I found out, I was very, very proud of him. We'll talk a little bit more about him in a second because senior day is coming up on Wednesday in the game against Tulsa. That'll be your final home game of the season. I did want to touch on the youngest guy in the roster, Ryan Conwell, who has been absolutely on fire as of late, Coach. His last four games, he's averaging 12.5 points. He's shooting 64% from the floor, 63% from three. He's 86% from the free throw line. He has really thrown a switch, and he's carried you at times. Yeah, he has, and he's making great decisions with the ball, when to shoot, when to pass. And to be honest, you and I have talked about it at length. Defensively, he's as good as anybody we got, if not the best, you know, as a freshman. Um, he's tough, physical, strong body young man that, that has just, again, you talk about character, you talk about daily habits, off the chart, off the chart. And that's why he's been able to progress. And, and to give him credit where credit is due, he could have sulked, he could have dropped his head because he's always been able to shoot the ball and score the ball, and he didn't shoot the ball as well this year as he's capable of shooting. Now he is. And, you know, you you you, you, uh, you just got to keep grinding and getting at it, and if you do that, you're going to reap what you sow, and he sowed some pretty good seeds and, and is paying off for us right now. So he's played less than 30 games of college basketball, and then Tyler Harris has played 153 games of college basketball. Uh, he's on the verge of putting together one of the most magical seasons in USF history. He has, and and um, not sure he's getting the, the credit for that that he deserves. Um, you know, started out, think about it, what was he, one of 17 to start the season, something like that, learning new responsibilities and a, and a greater leadership role and all the different things, but he's thrived in our system and um, he's done everything that we've asked him more. I think that the greatest compliment that I could receive as a coach was from his dad when he said, gosh, coach, I wish he played for you all four years. He'd be in a different situation. And I said, I wish we had him all four, <laughs> all four years, but we've had him one and he's made it. He's made the most of it. And that's what this thing's all about is, you know, in this transfer portal world, um, you know, we, we're going to have to use that and say, look, you know, if we tell you that this is the, our plan for you, we have proof that it, if you do what you're supposed to do, and that's what Tyler's done. Because some guys just think, okay, it's going to be handed to him. You still have to – you have to compete. You have to get better. You have to perform. And he's done that. And, um, 
You, what, what's interesting about us last week was Tyler only played two minutes in the second half against Central Florida, and we still win the game. Then we need him to score 27 in the second half the next game to win the game. And that's kind of been our story, to, to, you know, as we've gotten better and won more games and different things like that. Um, but he's had a spectacular final season. So coming up on Wednesday, as mentioned, senior night, Tyler Harris will be honored. Uh, Keyshawn Bryant will be honored. Mark Kaya, as well as Sorrell Smith. And then we'll talk about some others in just a moment. But those four guys whose eligibility is up, uh, just give me a quick word on each of those guys. Yeah, you know, we talked at Ty about Tyler already. And then just, you know, it will be interesting. You know, I think he's first-teamer. You know, with the, the numbers speak that, um, which would be a great accomplishment for him. Uh, Keyshawn Bryant, obviously, you know, spectacular in terms of what he's been able to do. He's been banged up all year long. You know, he's missed games due to injury and so forth. So it's kind of stunted his complete impact. But when he's healthy, like he was Wednesday night at Central Florida, um, as good an athlete and, and a better basketball player uh, as he's continued to imp improve, you know, uh, really make some high IQ plays out there. Those cuts and different things, oh, that isn't just being athletic. That's knowing the game and reading the defense and different things like that. But, you know, he's got a bright future in front of him. We need him healthy as the season ends. Sorrell, give him a ton of credit. When his number has been called, he's always responded. And none bigger than him stepping onto the court the other night and making those four free throws. I thought he did a great job defensively in the SMU game as well. Really gave us a big lift there. Another guy that, that you know, does bring it every single day. And so he's ready when, 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 it, when it's called. And with Mark, you know, it's been a day in and day out pleasure to have him around. He's been a big part of our team. If you watched us as a team, you would never, you know, never say he's not a scholarship player because he's part of the team. He always has been. Uh, and has been great in practice. And again, I always say those guys and what he's learned as a, as a student athlete here at South Florida, uh, both you and I will be going to him, to him for loans here in the, in the near future because he's going to make a lot of money and be very, very successful. Two guys that will be recognized as well. In this day and age of college basketball, things are a little different. But, uh, you know, if it was a normal window, uh, their careers would essentially be over. But Jameer Chaplin has worn the uniform more than any other bowl that you have. He'll be honored. And Jake Boggs as well. Yeah, both fourth-year guys. Both will graduate in May. And it is different. They got that extra year. So we sat down with them and, and let's, let's honor them. And we want both of them back. And they, they make that decision. And that's, that's just the way it is now. And they both know how I feel about them and how I feel that they can make an impact on, on the f in the future for us. Um, but let's do a great job of honoring them because they have both made a positive impact on our program. And this will be one of the biggest senior nights because there's going to be a ton of managers that are also going to be honored. Coach, those guys do the work that nobody else wants to do. Well, you think about it, too, all the work that they've put in, and, and they've had to go through the COVID year. They've had to go through all those different things, and they stuck with us. And I love those guys because they work so hard and they do whatever you ask and they're into the games and they take wins and losses as hard as anybody. But to have those guys honored in front of the entire crowd is very, very important to our program. Well, it's only been wins this week as the Bulls got two of those. They beat UCF and SMU. Let's go back to the game on February 22nd. The environment was fantastic. You were looking for the first sweep in 30 years over this bunch and you went over there and you did the deed. Yeah, I mean, 
unbelievable competitiveness by both teams. Very physical game. A little chippy at times. Uh, but, you know, one thing I said, you know, and it's unfortunate, but in, in this league, it is really the only true rivalry game. You know what I mean? Um, so it, there's a little greater intensity. There's a little greater energy and electricity when the two of us play. But our guys from start to finish, their defensive intensity, their, their work on the glass, um, their ability to fight through some adversity. We talked about it, Tyler, you know, getting into foul trouble and only playing about two minutes in the second half, being able to come through and still win the game. Um, total team effort. I thought, you know, some guys really, you know, stood out in terms of, you know, Keyshawn Bryan and, and Selton Miguel played extremely well for us. Russell, who didn't really practice for two days, I thought played exceptionally well. Um, Sam Hines, play after play after play. He just makes winning plays, man. He just makes winning plays. And then Conwell, you know, obviously with the big three there, but he played exceptionally well. You can go down the list. One thing that we didn't talk about, I thought Big Doc gave us great energy, man. You know what I mean? He, he's an energy booster uh, when he goes out there because he plays so hard. And I think our guys feed off of Doc. So I thought, you know, because of the, the sickness and the different things like that, for him to be able to start the game and do what he did was very, very important. Conwell and Tyler Harris got into foul trouble. You really asked a lot of Selton Miguel down the stretch to keep getting the ball up the court with a lot of pressure, and he delivered every time. Yeah, he did. And, and um, you know, we, we asked him to score. We asked him, okay, you, you have Horton or Kelly. You got a guard. And now he's got to handle the ball handling duty as well. Um, and, and it you know, he's second on our team in assists and actually has the best assist-to-turnover ratio on the team. But it's off of different situations and being at the point and bringing the ball up against pressure. Um, so now he's the, the lead guy and everybody's focused on him, the guy on the ball, the traps that are coming and different things like that. So a whole different world that he had to face. But I thought he did a, a, a great, great job of it. Um, yeah, we had, some, we had some turnovers. But when you're, when you're completely out of sync and who you have out there, that's going to happen a little bit. Um, but we made some big, big plays, and we did an unbelievable job on the glass. The first game between these two teams featured some technical fouls. It was chippy. The second game had four technical fouls, a bit of a dust-up in the handshake line as well. Is this just what it is going to be if this rivalry continues? Yeah, a little bit, you know, and and I like to say it's all in fun, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but they got some competitive guys, and so do we. And, you know, I – I try to temper it before and say, you know, this game is, is is about showing and not talking, so let's zip it and go. That kind of fell on deaf ears a little bit, Jim. Um, and and again, it it's it's. I think there's a mutual respect, though. I think there is a mutual respect, and and um, we'll see what happens in the future. Now, I was just going to ask you one last time. We've asked you th this throughout the season, but your opinion as to whether or not this series will continue basketball-wise? I, I I think. It will, but I don't think it will be next year. I think there'll be a couple years off because I think with the with the uh, change in our league and with the the emphasis on you know the non-conference and who you're playing and, and the MTEs that you play, I think it's going to be hard, not for us as well, not just for them, to get that other single game. I think uh, a year out you can start planning your schedule because as of right now, obviously. 
Hofstra won their league. We travel there next year. We travel to UMass. We have Northern Iowa coming in. So I'm not sure that, you know, Central Florida would, okay, you're going to start at our place next year. You know what I mean? So we'll have to see. I mean, I, I, I never say never, but I think giving it a year break and then looking at the calendar and saying, okay, is this something like – when I was at Georgia Tech, we always played Georgia in the non-conference. And we just kept rotating. One year at our place, one year at their place. South Carolina and Clemson do that. But in the state of Florida, they haven't really done that. I don't think Florida plays Florida State every year or Florida plays Miami every year. Um, but in some of those other states, that's exactly what you do. So we'll have to see what happens. Well, that's what makes the victory on February 22nd all the more sweeter. Again, the Bulls complete the sweep with an 82-75 win in Orlando. Here's the way we called it. These two teams, they don't like each other, and we don't like them either. <laughs> and UCF is off to a fast start. Here come the Bulls the other way. Jameer Chaplin to the baseline, picks up his dribble, gets it to Doc. Up and under move, layup is good. Doc Mordar goes right to the basket. Rebound goes up in the air. Doc Mordar comes down with it, gets it off to Tyler Harrison. Here come the guys in slime, trailing 10-8. Tyler comes off the screen on the perimeter, gets into the paint, fires the man in the corner, that's Hines. Around two guys, they gamble on it, now it's Conwell. Wide open for three, lets it fly, bingo! Ryan Conwell, who has been seeing a huge basket over the last two games, gives the Bulls the lead 11 to 10. Bulls are off to a great start. Here's Hines, or Hayes throws an alley-oop. I'm sorry, it was Harris, the ball was in the air, I was searching for the name, and Keyshawn Bryant searched for the ball and flushed it with one hand. That literally was him floating through the air like a butterfly, and he hung in the air and dunked it with his left hand. That was pretty. 10.06 to go in the first half, and the Bulls have a two-point lead. Pressure by UCF. They throw it down the near sideline. Here come the Bulls, 3-on-1. Here's an alley-oop. Look out. Keyshawn Bryant, he just threw it down with two hands. A rim rocker, an earth shaker from number 23. That's two dunks for Keyshawn Bryant, both of the highlight reel variety and a great pass by Selton Miguel. Oh, it's everything we thought it was going to be and more. 35-31 Knights. Hendricks, ball fake, goes to the basket. There's a great block by Bordar who went straight up, and he got the block. Here's Keyshawn Bryant down the far sideline. Keyshawn drives it all the way. Goes to the basket. Oh, my goodness gracious. He just tore the rim down. Keyshawn Bryant just dunked on the entire Magic Kingdom. That was filthy. Filthy. Almost should be outlawed. What a play by Keyshawn Bryant. Oh, my heaven's sakes. Horton launches an air ball three on the other end and misses. Sam Hines gets the rebound. Here comes Tyler Harris in a two-point game. Tyler into the paint. Goes to the basket. His left-handed layup is good. We're tied at 35 with 444 to go. It's a timeout. Oh, my gosh. Keyshawn Bryant just it knocked me on my backside almost watching that. He goes the length of the court through the lane. Unbelievable. <laughs> Joey, Keyshawn Bryant just walked into someone else's house with mud on his shoes and stomped all over their rug is what he did. He, that was yeah. so nasty. He knew what he wanted and he took it. He didn't take what they gave him, he took what he wanted. That will be one to watch over and over and over. My oh my. As the kids like to say, Keyshawn Bryant has eaten and there are no crumbs. I mean, that was really, really Nasty. Yep, that's cleaning up after yourself right there. That's amazing. That's his athleticism is off the chart. Tyler Harris playing off the ball this time. Gets it to Selton Miguel. They leave him alone. He's going to load up a three. Miguel from distance. It's good, and the Bulls have the four-point lead to match their largest cushion. And the Bulls are shooting 61% from the floor. 
They've made four straight. Miguel to Harris. Not out of his range. Dribble penetration. Almost lost it. Back to Doc. Now here's Harris. He's on the logo. Fires a three. He got another three. He points to the logo. He was at the tip of the F on UCF. And that was from 30 feet. And the Bulls lead by five, their largest margin. Well, Tyler is very theatrical and didn't disappoint on that one. He makes a, a deep, deep three. Another high-scoring night in the American. Selton's going to go to the basket. Leaves it into the corner. Jameer Chaplin corrals. Fires a three. Splash down for Jameer Chaplin. The Bulls lead by eight with 30 seconds to go before the break. Russ gets it back to Tyler on the right wing. Bluffs the three-point shot. Kicks it to Ryan Conwell. Relocates. Step back straight on three. Ryan splash wow. down for Agent Zero. The Bulls lead by 11. They come out of the locker room with a dart. To the near corner goes to Conwell. Baseline move around two guys. Kicks it in the corner to Jameer Chaplin. Back to Tyler Harris at the top. Left wing three. Loads it up. Fires. Good! Tyler Harris. The Bulls lead by 14. They've got a pair of triples out of the locker room. And there's a technical foul on Tyler Harris. Boy, this is what you absolutely cannot do to swing the momentum of this game. So that gives him three, and they make both free throws, and they get the ball back because this, this crowd wants to get involved. Here's Kelly to the basket off the window and in. That's a four-point possession. Picked up by Jameer Chaplin. He's going in the open court. He gets hit. The ball knocked away as he's in mid air. He got clobbered, no call. He got clobbered, no call. Here's UCF the other way for a three. What an awful sequence. And now Brian Gregory wants a timeout. And Horton just got pushed by Brian Gregory as well. The screen from Corey Walker. Selton's going to go to the basket. Here's Keyshawn Bryant. Go to the basket. He just dunked over the rest of Epcot. Animal Kingdom. The Princess. Aladdin. They all got it. Holy smokes. What My a dunk. goodness. Keyshawn Bryant with his fourth dunk, and that may have been the hardest most resounding we've seen tonight. That was on all of the UCF defense. Right side, Hendricks. He loads up a three. Good. It's 64-62. And Joey, the Bulls are just really, really loose with the ball because they have no guards. They have no guards. They have Tyler Harris and Ryan Conwell on the bench with four fouls each. They're really in a, a very, very tough predicament right now. The UCF guards are just attacking people with the ball. Trying to get steals. Walker to Hines. Goes between the legs. Gets into the paint. Leaves it inside to Walker. Reverse layup ripped out of his hands. No call. Here comes UCF the other way. The Bulls are complaining instead of getting back on defense. Here's Horton on the left wing. Spin move on Hines. He gets into the paint. He got tripped. No call. And Sam Hines ends up with the ball. Sam with a lead pass to Keyshawn Bryant. He's going to load up a three. Right side. Bingo! Number 23 saves him again. Bulls with a rebound. Two minutes to go. They lead by three. Bulls are dodging bullets right and left. <laughs> Here's Miguel out near midcourt. Oh, this place is electric right now. 72-71 USF. Miguel. Cross court to Conwell. 14 on the shot clock. Gee, what a set of screen. He rolls to the basket. They leave it to Sam Hines. Sam goes between the legs. Sam kicks it on the perimeter. Conwell step back. Launches a three. Oh, he did it with 55 seconds to go. USF leads by four. Ryan Conwell makes his fourth triple. He has 14 timeout UCF, and a babe led them. The biggest basket of the game, and the biggest basket of Ryan Conwell's college career. Puts the Bulls up 75-71. Ice water in his veins, a three-pointer from the freshman from Indianapolis. Sorrell is 12 for 15 on the season. An 80% shooter as a career, he's 79 and a half. Let's it fly. Oh, and ice water in his veins. He makes well, it. There you go, Sorrell. There's a lot of made shots in your life in gyms all over St. Petersburg. You never had a big, bigger shot than that one.
Again, two free throws the rest of the way for both teams. He makes the first one, 78-73, and he makes nice. the second one. 79-73, boy, is that huge, and now Sorrell will come out of the game. Sorrell comes in for the first time tonight and hits two free throws. The Bulls have swept UCF by the final score of 82-75. to It's a final. Men's basketball and women's basketball, USF has beaten the Knights in both sports, going 4-0. All right, Coach, so you have the momentum off the Wednesday win. You come home on Saturday night against SMU, a team that beat you at their place by two in a wild game. Uh, this one ended up coming right down to the wire as well, kind of what we expected. I, I think, you know, that uh, the two teams that played in Dallas um, that then turned around and played on Saturday are two different teams, two better teams. I think they've dramatically improved, and I think we've gotten better. Um, we didn't get off. We got off to a good start, but then in the middle of the first half, we did not. Um, we were on our heels defensively, and that really impacted us. Um, and then we cut it to six, and then we had three straight defensive breakdowns uh, where we didn't force the ball handler into the ball screen where all the help is. And now they go back up by 12. Halftime, I just said we, we weren't physical enough. We didn't defend well enough. We didn't rebound well enough. And it doesn't matter what you do on offense if you turn over the ball like we did. Give our guys credit. They responded. Uh, this was the kind of game, too, when you look at uh, just seven assists on 23 makes. Sometimes you just got to roll the ball out there and say, somebody's got to make a play on their own. And this is start, what started to happen. Yeah, and, and you know, again, yeah, some of those plays where Tyler's coming off those screens and we pass and he has to take one dribble to get a little more space, those are probably pretty good passes and should be considered assists. So we got to talk to somebody about that. Um, but they were denying and pressuring, so sometimes you got to go make a play. And we were able to make just enough in the second half. Uh, your decision to play Tyler off the ball really paid off because he was running off those screens on both wings. He'd run on the right wing. If it wasn't there, he'd come back the other wing. That takes a lot out of you at both ends of the floor, but Tyler played all 40 minutes, which is amazing, and had 30 points. Well, the one thing is that there was a couple clips as I was watching film this weekend where I'm like, you know, our, both teams are dead tired right now. And all of a sudden, Tyler's pushing the ball down the court. I said, he ain't tired. You know what I mean? So he, uh, he, it was an incredible performance by him because, again, I thought on the defensive end, he was very good as well. But we got in that second half, Russell was really, really good defensively, made some big plays for us. Uh, he loves getting that ball at that high post area and having an avenue to drive to the basket. And then, you know, I thought Chaplin on a couple offensive rebounds really made big plays for us. And then we already talked about Sam, but – he just made big offensive plays and big defensive plays. He gets the great assist to Conwell for the three. He got an, another offensive rebound and kicked it out to Chaplin for a three. And then he made some just unbelievable defensive plays, second and third efforts by him solely. And we were so much better defensively. If you watch the film, Jim, it, you would think that those are two different teams with the activity level that we played defensively in the second half and our physicality that we played on the glass was like we did for 40 minutes against Central Florida. So we need to tap that because that's who we need to be. 71-67 was the final Saturday night. Here's the way we called it at the Yingling Center. Tyler Harris back to Selton. 
Thought about the three, didn't take it. Find Tyler Harris, he got free in the corner, launches a triple, that's good, Tyler Harris. What a great screen on the baseline to get free and a big one to cut the lead back to seven. Remember that one, partner, because that might get this building going a little yep, bit and get this already, team going. It already has. Some people are starting to stand up. The Bulls Here. need to stop. Left side it goes to Natal. Down low to ODG. Double team comes. He fires one cross court. Man open Lanier. Launches, misses, and Russell Chiwa gets the rebound. Now they're double teaming ODG. Here comes Tyler Harris quickly the other way. Behind the back. Gets into the paint. Goes to the basket. Running layup is good. And little number two is getting wound up. <laughs> It's a five-point game, 48-43. Tyler Harris is starting to feel his way into this game. Here's Tyler Harris. Jab step, fires a three, rattled it in. Tyler Harris over Jalen Smith, and there was not a lot of room there. Four-point game. Four-point game, 50-46, to 46, and Tyler Harris has scored eight points in the last two minutes. Right side pass to Tyler Harris. Oh, he shoots on the move. Three ball. Oh, my goodness, Tyler Harris. How his body wasn't even turned to the basket. Here he comes to the free throw line, all the way to the paint, up and under, layup is good. 14 straight points from Tyler Harris. Chiwa was there, they didn't give it to him. Sorrell to the baseline, back out to Russ, right at the elbow, ball fake, goes to work on ODG, throws up a runner, good! A sky hook by Russell Chiwa. It's a two-point game with five and a half to play. Really nice offensive move by the big man. Back out to Lanier, thought about the three, got away with the travel there, bull swipe at it. Sorrell Smith ripped it out of his hand. Sam Heinz goes to the ground and gets it off to Ryan Conwell. Bulls with the ball, down a point, four and a half to go. Ryan Conwell, left side pass to Sorrell Smith. Sorrell drives it in the paint, spin move, throws it up off the window and in! The pride of St. Pete has given the Bulls their first lead since the opening minute. And Sorrell Smith, Drove the lane fearlessly and rammed it in. SMU comes back. Regained the lead, 63-62. Conwell handling the ball on offense. Sam Hines with a screen. Tyler Harris launches the three right side. Got another one! It was a screen by Sam Hines. Gave Tyler Harris just enough of a window. And Tyler Harris buried it. And that ties the record. 88th in the season. A record that stood for 30 years. 3.30 to go. We're tied. 58 all. Tyler. Gets it to Sam Hines. They want to get it to Chiwa. Cross court to Conwell. Sets his feet. Launches a three. Makes another three. Ryan Conwell, his second of the game. This guy's shooting 60% from three-point range over the last four games. And Ryan Conwell, who hit the big three-pointer late at UCF, does it again tonight. There's Conwell out on the logo. He's got Phelps on him. Tyler Harris catches. Fires a three on the move. He got fouled. Tyler Harris will get three free throws. And Jalen Smith. Hit him again, chasing. Because he catches and shoots it so fast, Smith can't close on it. I'm telling you, Jalen Smith wants to go home, get in bed, and pull the sheets over his head. This is a nightmare for him chasing Tyler Harris all over the court. A nightmare. And he just fouled out. Again, the all-time record is 27 by Jimmy Baxter for USF. So he'll get three. Fly with the first one. Got it. 68-67. His run of 14 points in a row got the Bulls back in this game. Now he's trying to win it. Second free throw around the rim and off. 30.3 left. Tyler ready for his third and final free throw. Got it. 69-67. So the yep. Bulls will have a chance. Oh, that's not even oh. close. That was an awful attempt. I could see that from our yeah. vantage point. Looked like us playing. Two timeouts left, I'm sorry, in the SMU has one. Second free throw, also misses. Sam Hines gets a rebound. They had a hold of his jersey as well. 
and Phelps missed them both. Sorrell, who hit two big free throws in Orlando, misses the first. You need one here to make it a three-point cushion. You need one because the shot clock is off. Always nervous proposition on both sides. Sorrell sets on the second one, lets it go, missed oh. them both. Rebound, ODG. Here comes SMU down two. Phelps crosses midcourt. Two can tie it, three can win it. Cross court tipped by Sorrell Smith into the hands of SMU. Baseline move by Natal. Contact, layup, miss. And it's controlled by Tyler Harris with four seconds to go. Big fist pump by Brian Gregory as Tyler Harris gets knocked down. Natal got all the way to the basket and couldn't finish the layup. Tyler Harris winds up with the ball and he's fouled and he can ice this game with 2.6 seconds to go. And if he makes both free throws, He'll have 30 points, and he'll have 27 of them in the second half, and that would tie an all-time record for a USF player and a half. So Harris will go to the free throw line. He's 9 of 12 tonight. The Bulls are 15 of 24. He'll get two free throws to ice the game. Good. This one to set an all-time record for USF, most points and a half by a single player. And another 30-point game for Tyler Harris if he makes it. Which would be his third this season. No bulls at the free throw lane. Tyler Harris stands by himself. 70 to 67. Let's it fly. There it is. The Bulls have a four-point cushion with 3.6 seconds left. Williamson gets it in to Natal. He's going to shoot the three. That's barely drawing iron. It's over. USF wins it 71 to 67. Oh my, my, like a magician. The Bulls pull this one out of a hat. They get a much-needed win. It was like a magician. It was like one of those escape artists in a in a vat of water, and somehow he gets out of it. That's what this felt like. There didn't appear any way the Bulls could get back in it down 15, but hey, Tyler Harris is wearing green and gold, so there's always a way with him. The Bulls win it. Brian Gregory Show, Jim Lighthall in the head coach. Coach, two regular season games left. When I say that, it sounds like it's gone so fast, but at times I know you're like, God, this season's going forever. And then other times you turn around and you, you snap your fingers and it's gone. Yeah. I mean, obviously you like the fact that we're playing our best basketball of the year right now. Uh, but with two regular season uh, games to go, uh, we got a chance to move up in the standings. We got a chance to put ourselves in really good position going into the conference tournament. Um, you know, and, and we got to keep playing well. That's the most important. We got to practice well. We got to play well, and um, with with Tulsa and Wichita State, uh, you know, a, a team that we beat and a team that, to be honest with you, we didn't play well down the stretch and kind of gave one away. Um, now they had to take it, so give them credit, but uh, we didn't execute down the stretch. So it's an opportunity for us to end on a high, high note. Let's start with Tulsa on Wednesday night. That'll be a 7 o'clock start. They've lost 10 in a row. They're 0-11 on the road. They've lost 13 straight away from home. Uh, you beat them up really good at their place, 96-69, the most points ever scored in an American Conference game for USF, and you shot 62%. Uh, you have an opportunity in this game, and they're a little banged up on top of all that. Uh, right. Sam Griffin's been missing some games, and he's right. their most electric weapon. Yeah, and what you know, I, I think he'll play being a Florida kid and coming back home. But we have to worry about ourselves. And the number one thing is we have to defend because 
We got off to a good start, and then they took a lead, 17-14. And, and even in the second half, about with the 18-minute mark, 17-minute mark, it was a nine-point game. We have to defend because they shooting 25 threes a game. They drive the ball with Celebanga inside. He's a tough matchup for us. So we have to do a really good job of defending and rebounding. What we did, we were so active defensively in the stretches I thought there was a three-minute stretch in the first half where we didn't defend well and a three-minute stretch in the second half. And then the last four minutes, we were just trying to get through it, to be honest with you. It went the zone with some guys in different spots and all that. But I say that because what we did in the stretches where we were good, our activity, not only guard, guarding the ball but off the ball, created so many turnovers which led to easy baskets on the other end. So this game will be about the defense, will be about the rebounding. And then on offense, our number one thing is to move and share the ball. We had 21 assists in that game, 11 turnovers, three in the last three minutes, so eight in the crucial time. So we did a tremendous job of doing that. So we got to really make sure we understand we can't divert from that, that game plan. And if we can do that, uh, then we can put ourselves in a good position. They tried to pick their poison that night. They were doubling Tyler right from the opening go, uh, the, every, pretty much every time he touched the ball, trying to get the ball out of his hands. He ends up with a career-high 11 assists, set up Russell Chiwa for a career-high 21 points. Do you expect that same philosophy from them defensively? Because it really didn't work the first time. Uh, they haven't gone to that over the last three games. Um, but the one thing is, you know, they, like you said, they picked their poison. Tyler had his lowest point total in that that's why I said we got to share the ball if they're in that then we got to snap the ball out of that trap hit the next open man and then play from there and then we just need to keep wearing that down and as because as that loosens up the other guys the other three defenders are playing that coverage so if we can loosen up that coverage then other guys are going to be open that's how Russ got the ball at the rim multiple times the other thing is our pace of play is critical because if we get into that action faster, it's much harder to trap Tyler. You know what I mean? And and we've we've added a, a wrinkle or two into our offense where now he's off the ball. And it's much harder to trap him off the ball, obviously, than if he's got the ball in a ball screen situation. So we, we need we need to be able to get the ball in the in the in the paint. You know, we had I think forty four points in the paint in that game. It's gonna be critical for us to do the same. That'll be senior day as well on Wednesday night. It'll start at 7 o'clock. Our pregame will begin at 6.30. We will carry the senior ceremony from the PA as well. Then the regular season finale at the Roundhouse at Wichita State. Always a great environment. Coach, they're playing well. They're 15-13. and 13. They're 8-8 eight and eight in the league. They will have a game between now and the time you play them at number one Houston. Uh, they've lost four of their last five at home, which is strange, but they've won three of their last four. So although they're playing well, it just hasn't been in their own building. Yeah, they lost some some tough ones, you know, at home. Uh, but but a much improved team from when we saw them in Game Two. Uh, Porter, their point guard, is is had a tremendous year. Um, good, long, athletic wings kind of rotate guys at the two guard spot. Poto inside has had a very good year. The guy who kind of springboarded them into playing better uh, is the Luis kid playing at the four spot. He's He's a post-up four, but only at 6'6", you know, but he plays extremely hard, and he's had a great second half to the season, which has really kind of ignited them in in their success. It's interesting because we know that that's one of the most difficult places to play in our league, and so 
we got to take care of business on Wednesday and on, on Sunday afternoon, be ready to go. Because we have played well there. You know, we've played well there, just haven't been able to finish it. Yeah, close loss there last year. Uh, you played well in the first meeting, couldn't close it, but you didn't shoot the ball well at all. You shot 37%. You were 4 of 23 from 3. That's not the way you've shot the ball all season. No, and, and you got to make open shots against them. And we didn't shoot well from, you know, free throw line, didn't get enough of them, um, fouled a lot in the second half, and just didn't didn't play with the with – you know, in terms of decision-making, when you're up 12, 13, 14 points, you got to make better decisions. You know, so uh, we let one slip away. There's no doubt about it. We let one slip away, point blank. And, again, I always say what happened in that one will make no difference in, this, in the next time you play them unless you learn from it. You know what I mean? And, and unless you're, you're willing to do the things you need to do to eliminate those mistakes. So we got a great opportunity on the road, though. Coach, I appreciate the time, as always. Next time we get together, we'll recap those two games, and then we'll probably be in Fort Worth at that time getting ready for the American Conference Championship. We'll know where you sit seating-wise. We'll know your opponent. We'll know your path. And then we'll uh, kind of recap the whole season as well. So appreciate the time. Thank you. Well, I know everybody out there is anxiously waiting the next episode of this tremendous show. They always are. That's Brian Gregory. I'm Jim Lighthall. And that is it. Thanks for listening to The Brian Gregory Show on USF Bulls Unlimited. Oh, he did. No, he did. We're your home for Bulls basketball, along with all sports at the University of South Florida. Yes! Yes, he did! Streaming 24-7 on the free TuneIn app. Yes. Keep up with our programming schedule on our Twitter page, at Bulls Unlimited. I don't understand that at all. Horns up. Chomping at the bit for the more award-winning radio shows.